Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, it's Colin. Sorry that Skype dropped my call, so I apologize for that. I'm using the cell phone here, so I hope you guys can uh, hear me. I'm going to do here, I'm going to open up the lines real quick just to make sure you guys can hear me. Somebody say hello. I can hear you. Anybody, speak. Hello. Say hello. All right, great. Thanks. All right, so we're back. Sorry about that. I guess that's not a good way to work the Skype here. All right, so I don't know where we got dropped here, but um, the last question was um, are people losing weight on homeopathic HCG? Uh, is it really uh, resetting the hypothalamus? You know, this is a great question. Um, you know, I, I kind of have this this thing about this homeopathic HCG. And I, I got to tell you, I even had a guy, a distributor for homeopathic HCG, contact me because of what we do here and asked and told me give me a great deal on this product if I would sell it, and I, I can't do it. just can't do it. Um, I mean, basically, I, I really got out of this, too, because of the, when I found out the price point of this homeopathic ACG and what they're selling it for on the web, I realized that, that you know, this is a business for people, and it's a major business. But i got to tell you that this, there's nothing in this homeopathic ACG that I can see. When I look at the ingredients, the very last ingredient on the bottle is, is, is a human chorionic gonadotropin, which is HCG. However, if you, if you know anything about any ingredients, when you look at the ingredients, whatever's listed first 
is the most prominent. Remember, this is the last. Is the is the, is the smallest amount in, in, on anything you get, anything you buy. It doesn't matter if it's food or if it's drug or anything else. Um, and the problem is this: that real HCG is designed to go after your fat stores and uh, release only fat into your bloodstream to use as, as as energy while you're on this low calorie diet. It preserves your muscle, so you're not burning muscle and structural fat. Uh, when you're using this homeopathic HG, because I saw it had l it had, had, had good stuff in it as far as L-carnitine and vitamin B um, and then water and then some other stuff, and then uh, HCG, the point is there's not enough HCG in this substance in order for it to release your fat stores. So in essence, you're losing weight because you're on a, you're on a starvation diet and it's burning up your muscle. So yes, I understand there's people that have lost weight and they've lost considerable you know, weight, but the, your muscle weighs more than fat, so you can burn up you can burn up a good chunk of your muscle, lose some fat. But what's going to happen is, as soon as you go off the diet and you get back to eating normal, that weight's going to come back very rapidly. Not to mention, people have a lot of fatigue, a lot of hunger, a lot of they're suffering through this protocol, and they think they've done the ACG diet. So I'm not a big fan of homeopathic. I don't, I don't make I don't apologize for it. I'll pretty much say it consistently. I even asked this guy to send me some of this stuff so I can actually really see what's in it and see what it does to the body on a physical, on a personal level. But as for now, I tell people, if you want to do the protocol that was designed to do with a real ATG, you can get real ATG on cheap. There's no reason to cut corners and suffer through this protocol. So that's me on my soapbox when it comes to homeopathic ATG. So no, it's not resetting hypothalamus, and yes, it's doing more damage than it is good from my personal opinion. Um Another question here where uh, Thanksgiving Day will be uh, her, her 23rd day from Susan, her 21st, 23rd day on the protocol, and she's looking forward to eating Thanksgiving. Um, funny, I did a video about this too. And she wants to know if it's if you know if you know you're going to go off protocol, is it best to do a planned a planned break? And of course, the answer to that is absolutely yes. You guys, I did a video about this. If you haven't seen it, it's about it's about, it's about Thanksgiving and the holiday season and how you actually can manage. Please minimize the weight gain um, or minimize, you know, you know, reversing all your good efforts through the holidays if you're on, you find yourself in this protocol or in between these phases by planning, you know, basically making a strategic plan to go off protocol before the holiday, before a holiday event. So if you know you're having a holiday party or Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is, if you stop the injections or stop your use of ACG, um, prior three days prior to your event, just like if you were stopping your protocol for the very last three days, go get all the ATG out of your system, do what you have to do for Thanksgiving Day or Christmas party or whatever it is, whatever it is, and then get back on track. Uh, or in her case, if she's moving into phase three, going to phase three, but just know that you may have some weight gain and you may have some stalling with your weight. That means you'll take a couple days to get back on track. But this is the better of two evils than, than going off protocol with ATG in your system. If you remember your load days, you remember what it was like having a high-calorie meal with ACG in your system, you know, I put on seven pounds in my load days. Some people put on as high as 10, some people only put on two. But you, if you've lost, you know, on 23 days, if you've lost 18 to 21 pounds, you know, you'd hate to, you know, reverse that by seven pounds just for Thanksgiving. So, if you go off protocol for three days prior to or go off for any event three days to get the HCG out of your system, you'll minimize your weight gain and you'll actually be happier for it. 
So that is a great question, especially why we go into the holidays. There's no reason to throw the baby out of the bathwater. So if you've done so well in the protocol and you know that you're going to be at a family event and you don't want to try and white-knuckle it through the event, stop your injections or stop your drop three days prior to, the, to your event, have Thanksgiving, have it guilt-free, enjoy. Try to minimize, you know, the damage by not eating everything <laughs> under the sun and choose your protein and vegetables as your primary choice and then have a dessert or so. Um, but you'll be fine. It's a great question. Let's see. My question, which is uh, first thing you do that, is I uh, read online that uh, you're doing 43-day cycle and you should skip injections one day a week so that you don't, uh, your body does not become immune to the HEG. Are you recommending doing this? You know, if you're someone that knows that you're going to have to do multiple cycles because your goal is to lose 100 pounds, your goal is to lose 70, 80 pounds, and you don't believe you're going to be able to grab all of that within the first protocol, then I do recommend that you do the one day off per week. We made it on Sunday because it was just easier to do the same day every week um, so your body doesn't get an immunity to the ACG. To be honest with you, I have not known of anybody personally getting immunity to ACG, but who wants to be the first one? So if you know you're doing multiple cycles and you're going to have to be on it as a prolonged period of time, on, on it 43 days and off for your 21 days and back on for 43 days, it's best to take that day off just to ensure that you can continue the protocol and get the maximum weight loss. Um, if you're doing just a 43-day protocol, you need to lose 20, 30, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, and you're going to be able to do it all in one shot, then there's no, re- no need to take a break. Jay and I did not take a break uh, throughout the week on the, second, on the first time around, second time we did, um, but either way, they both work well. So that's a very good question. Thank you for that. Um, this is from Michelle. Let's see. My question, where is the ACG derived from? Uh, that's a good question. That's a little history question. Uh, if you don't know, ACG is found in its highest amounts in the placenta of a woman when she's pregnant, and basically the hormone is a natural hormone, hormone found in the body, and it's brilliantly, brilliantly designed to basically take nutrients from mom's stored fat feed the, at the embryo through the umbilical cord so that the, that, that the uh, child, the baby, the embryo can develop into a baby and can be brought to full term even if the mother is malnutrition. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a fail-safe mechanism to protect the baby from malnutrition by utilizing mom's stored fat. And that's why you can actually see, you know, you see mothers in Ethiopia that are skinny as a rail that actually bring these full, healthy babies to full term, and they wonder why aren't the babies, you know, uh, starving and their plump, beautiful children is because of mom's so skinny because babies suck up all, all of her, their stored fat uh, throughout the month, the, the nine months uh, in the womb. So that's where HG comes from. It's basically extracted from the urine of these pregnant women and crystallized into a powder form and reconstituted into liquid form in order for us to utilize uh, for weight loss. And we actually use a minuscule amount of ATG than what's found in mom during pregnancy. They said that there's more than a million units of ACG in the mother while she's pregnant just in the first three months alone, and it's enough to bring, you know, hundreds and hundreds of babies to full term um, just out of one, one, one womb, if you will. So that was a great question. Thank you for that. Uh, next question is from Anne. Let's see what her time looks like. Uh, we got plenty of time. I'm good. Um... Uh, let's see. I like having wine every night, but can't seem to lose one pound per day. <laughs> should I be having? Should I? Should I be having any wine at all? Well, hey, <laughs> the answer is no wine. No wine. 
Um, wine, you know, though it's great for us, you know, on occasion, not on protocol. Now there are some people that have had have had success having alcohol while on the protocol. Um, however, it is um, usually it's got to be a clear alcohol like vodka or gin, and it's got to be mixed with soda, water, or pure grapefruit juice. Not recommended, but if you're someone that really just has to have a drink, otherwise you're not going to do the protocol, then this is one of the uh, alternatives you can use. White wine or red wine, not only is it highly caloric, it's got a lot of sugar in it, even though it's natural sugars in it, it's got a lot of sugar in it, and grapes are not on the protocol for a reason. Therefore, there's a good reason why you're not getting the time of the day that you're looking for. Um, so, and I'd cut out the wine completely. If you have to, you know, if you can't do without an alcoholic beverage, then use an alternative. Um, and just know that, or just know that you're going to, uh, your weight loss is going to stall along and come off not as much as it could be if you were just uh, eating clean. So that's an honest, great question. I appreciate it because of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are in that same predicament or who want to indulge in a glass of wine. But I say, you know what, if you, this is something you do for 21 days or 43 days, you can step away. And just, it's supposed to detox your body and clean your raw preservatives, all sugars, and actually give your body an opportunity to clean itself out and get get it out of your fat cells. Therefore, you're kind of you're kind of being counterproductive by mixing and matching which how how well you're gonna do this protocol. Do it right, I say, or don't do it at all. Personally, but uh, every DOT teaches them. Don't want to judge anybody. Um, this is from Jay. Um, okay, he says, okay, I don't have the answers, but this but anyway, I'm gonna ask anyway. Coconut oil, good or bad, phase two. Mixing vegetables, good or bad. And how many cups of veggies can I have? These are great questions. And uh, when taking B12, is that good or bad? Oh, wow. I think they're all great questions and not, not just obvious answers. Coconut oil, absolutely. I think it's it a godsend uh, for us. Not only is it good for your body, not only does it help mobilize fat uh, and release fat stores, but also... Um, helps bring flavor to what could be a, what could be you know a very dry mix. A lot of people maybe have a hard time with the veggies because it's just well you know what coconut oil and sauteed vegetables you know, sauteed onions vegetables and sauteed your 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 and make dishes like canteen and stuff like that. Sauteed scallops that we made we made on our protocol eating on the protocol delicious. I mean it's really just like we're on a diet. So yes, the coconut oil uh, on all accounts, but you have to minimize it. One teaspoon per serving um, of meal per day because it is highly caloric, uh, but no more than the maximum of a tablespoon per day. Um, mixing vegetables, absolutely mix vegetables. I know the original protocol says don't mix vegetables. You know, I'm one of those people, if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to figure out why it doesn't make sense. I'm going to try it, and if it backfires, then I'll let you know. But we mix the vegetables from day one. Um, not a problem. It actually made for plenty of food on our plate. Um, and there was no skimpy meal. So every time we ate a meal, we were absolutely full, absolutely satisfied. So, yes, with the mixing vegetables, um, how many cups of veggies? I'll tell you that the best portion, the best way to, to, to um, figure out what portion is best for you is take a hand, your handful of whatever vegetable. So we make a cu- our cucumber, onion, tomato salad. We will take a handful of cucumbers, a handful of tomato, a handful of onions, and mix them with apple cider vinegar or Bragg's. Um, and that would be our salad for us, one person. Jane would do the same for herself. So if you're cooking for yourself, one handful of each vegetable is perfectly fine as your portion. You don't need to measure vegetables. Just take a handful, and you'll be great. 
okay? B12, is that good or bad? B12, from every, personally, we swear by it. Janie definitely swears by it because the first time she didn't the she did not beat B12 and was having a, just dragging it for at least the first seven to ten days. Did a protocol with the B12 and she's doing like night and day. Um, I used the B12 as, as well, had plenty of energy, but we also realized that uh, the B12 would help with some of the symptoms that women were having about hair loss. Um, actually, Janie and I, we still use B12 to this day, injectables. We use it twice, two, two, three times a week, and we noticed that her hair had grown extremely fast, extremely thick over the last, what, six months. Uh, so it definitely helps with energy levels, helps with the fatigue. So recommend the B12. Uh, injectable B12 works a little bit different than stuff labeled B12. I'm going to say this so that I get a, a email for someone who wanted to inject liquid vitamin B12 over the counter at the first of the injectable. I definitely do not recommend this. But if you can add the B12 to your, uh, to your cycle, definitely will find improved energy, improved weight loss, and you'll counteract some of the symptoms uh, with the, and the hair loss issues. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's really well, all the research we've done. It seems to be more of a low protein diet that causes the hair loss versus you know versus anything else. So if you actually up your protein, um, it should be fine with that. So that's another great question. Thank you for that, Jay. Um, no dumb questions here. All right, this one's from Curtis. Um, how long will it take to lose 80 pounds on on the program? Well, everybody's different. There is no gauged amount. Right, right. 
And as she's saying, she reiterated, everyone is different, so mixing vegetables and coconut oil may not work for them. And all I can say is that, you you know, these are guidelines that we put out there. You can, all, you can always, you always have a default um, regimen to go to, and that's the original strict 500-calorie diet. Don't do coconut oil. Don't mix vegetables, and you're still guaranteed one way or the other to get the results you want. But but uh, it may not be fun, but you'll, you'll still get results. But what we found is, is that the coconut oil helped with it did help with losing more weight, so that was very interesting. And also, um, you know, mixing the vegetables, you, you kind of have to think about it. It doesn't really make any sense, <laughs> and I can't find any scientific reason why why having two vegetables together that are allowed in the protocol versus only having one, why that alter weight loss. And because we've lived it and experienced it, and actually got some really good losses, I mean, two, three pounds on certain days of mixing vegetables, one can only lead me to believe that it's it's okay. But you know what? Follow whatever protocol makes you feel comfortable or whatever works for you. These are just suggestions you can implement so you don't feel like you're, you know, you're, you're breaking the rules, you know, or something, you're doing something wrong. Um, let's see. I'm doing everything right. Uh, while on phase three, I'm finding it difficult to stabilize. This is my 16th day, and within 16 days, I have done about three steak days. This can be very frustrating, uh, which worked always but lose most of the weight, two and a half, three and a half pounds I gain. Um, so, you know, this is, like I said, faith in all the research that I've looked out there for to find someone that actually has put out anything other than what we put out as far as giving you a strategic way to maintain your weight in phase three. There has never been anything out there. And then it's just go and you don't even sugar and start to go make weight. It didn't work <laughs> for most people, and we had to come up with something that did work. And, and all I can tell you is that we put together a formula that, that basically not only just worked for us, we've gotten tons and tons and tons and tons of feedback that by implementing the calories, increasing the calories gradually in phase three, and by um, basically staying within your maximum calorie intake for your particular weight and body type while in phase three has been made a huge difference in maintaining weight. And if you just think about the logic behind that, it's not about going on a, off a protocol and suddenly that it doesn't matter how many calories you take in. This is still, we're still in a world that, that it's calories in, calories out. And if you think about it logically, if, your body, if you're taking in more calories than your body can burn, the only place it has to put those excess calories is to store it back into your fat bank. Therefore, you must take in the amount. You must be either willing to burn the amount of calories that you're taking in, the extra calories, or you must be willing to minimize your calories to the, your maximum BMR for your body type. And if you do that, you'll be fine. If you don't, then you're going to suffer and have have to do these steak days, which are very frustrating if you're doing multiple steak days within a 21-day period. So, um, if you un- unsure how to implement phase three. Please go to the website and download the uh, Fast Art Guide, or please go to my YouTube channel and, and or Facebook page and watch the videos I just put out on Mastering Phase 3 and 4. Or you actually can even go back to Blog Talk Radio, and my past shows covering that same exact subject will give you all the, uh, the strategic methods that we utilize to maintain our weight in Phase 3 and 4. Okay? Oh, it's a time. Okay, I'm going to read just a couple more questions, and I'm going to open up the lines for you guys to ask some questions. I hope you're not going to be shy. Otherwise, we'll go back to uh, doing some more questions because, there's, there's, like I said, there's still a ton, and we got over 40. I don't know how many I've done, but um, we'll see. 
Uh, Come on, take my shot in the morning. The last of the shots burn. Is it supposed to? Is it supposed to? Uh, it didn't burn before. Also, it leaves a bruising um, that never happened before. Um, uh, let's see, MJ. MJ uh, didn't mention it. I think, I think. I think she's doing the B12. We did notice when you do the injectable B12, there is an extra stinging aspect that comes with the slight sting. We're not talking about major burn here, but a slight discomfort that comes with the shot because of the B12. It's like you know, unfortunately, we benefit of the definitely outweighs the change. Also, location of the shot um, can make a difference. I noticed in the beginning when I had a belly and I was putting the shots in my belly, I didn't feel anything. But as I got leaner and I tried putting the B12 shot in my stomach, it burned a lot because there really wasn't a whole lot of adipose in that area anymore. I noticed in my thigh or my shoulder. My shoulder has to be an excellent spot for uh, no veins to really worry about there. It's like it's an excellent, nice, you know, muscle there, you put the needle in, and I don't really feel the burn. It's a hard muscle. If you choose a location that doesn't have a lot of skin between the tissue and the muscle where that burn can actually, that can actually get in there and kind of sting a little bit, uh, you should be fine. Also, uh, bruising is kind of a, you know, unfortunately, people are prone to bruising in their life. Poor things, you, you know, you flip it the wrong way. So, you know, bruising is uh, something that else is going on. Usually it's some sort of vitamin deficiency or potassium deficiency. Your clothing line, where you cover up on a daily basis, you should be fine. But if you're using the B12, that's probably going to be a little bit of a sting from that. But it's definitely uh, not, at least I say it's not major. Um, so hope that helps. Uh, let's see. This is Akil, Akil, Akil. Um, I was Q. She's from New Orleans. How you doing, buddy? Uh, says, I'm on day 10 of 43 days, phase 2, not including my 5 pounds I put on in phase 1. I've lost 11 pounds in 10 days. Um, now, at day, now at day 6, I held the 3 days at the same weight. Went down 2 pounds after that yesterday and today. Um, should I be worried? You know what? That's a great question. 3 days, um, he Three days of the same exact weight, which would have constituted him doing a fake day or apple day. But we find that it's not uncommon for people to create a pattern of weight loss where they'll lose two pounds and then they won't lose. They'll lose two pounds and they won't lose. They'll lose half a pound and they'll lose two twenty pounds. That's your body kind of uh, holding on, holding on, ready to go. A lot of time has to do with the fluctuations in your water intake. But if you see a pattern going on and it's a pattern you can actually kind of track. There really isn't a real need to concern. There never is really any need to be concerned on this protocol when it comes to, you know, your weight loss factor is moving in a, in a direction. And if you have a dietary error and watching your weight stalls, then you need to really kind of clean and be patient for that weight loss to get the kickback here. I have a, I have a client of mine right now that it's a great, lost tons of weight. Uh, first couple of weeks went and had sushi. But he thought, you know, I'll have a deal, have some um, on-site sauce, and he's now called me. He's now at day five where he's been he's plateaued because of that dietary error. This diet is not very forgiving when it comes to dietary errors. So if you choose to break protocol, just know that you may pay the price for that, and that price is stalled weight. 
But if you have a pattern like this where you're gaining, you're, I mean, you're not gaining, but you're, you're, you're losing, then you hold on to weight and you lose again and you hold on to weight. It's just your pattern. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Just go with it and, and everything's going to be fine. So um, that's a very good question. Thank you. Got a ton of great questions here. And um, let's see with our time. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do one more. And then the rest I will respond to via email. And maybe stay in the next week because there's just a ton more here. Um, I have a couple of questions, Colin. My husband needs to lose 80 pounds. I believe I've convinced him to try the HGD weight loss protocol. The challenge that exists for him is that he is disabled with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. He is concerned, as I am, that this will uh, somehow additionally challenge his weight loss protocol. Can you speak to those concerns? Not a doctor, and as far I mean, I think that what the question is is because of the fact that he's not mobile or cannot, that he's basically the disability that he can't be as active. Will that will that cause him to not lose weight? As far as if there's any, any interaction with ATG and his particular um, syndrome, can't answer that really. That's a doctor's question, but I can tell you that the one thing that is absolutely amazing about this weight loss protocol that it was designed for mobile obese people who did not have a, a, a very big range of mobility. Therefore, the exercise was not a, um, required. That really walking 30 minutes a day to an hour a day, if you could, was the, was the most that was required. But really, you would lose weight if you were absolutely just sitting on the couch as a couch potato. Um, because of the fact your, your low-calorie diet and the fact that the HCG is releasing your stored fat to be burned as energy, and believe it or not, we, we burn a few thousand calories a day just sitting around doing what we normally do. Um, so the good news is that someone who is, who is disabled or someone who does not have a high range of motion will absolutely get the benefits of weight loss from this protocol without, the, without having to be active or mobile um, to lose weight. However, you know, transitioning fat into, you know, and building a muscle and transitioning the fat, there is going to become a point where, you know, you won't see the same result as someone who would, would have that who could be a little bit more active. But I got to tell you that if you're, if you have to lose 80 pounds, it's still weighing on your health uh, in other ways affecting you. And one never knows that if 80 pounds off of your body, if you, the chronic fatigue syndrome would definitely be minimized or the fiber rounds may be minimized just from having all that weight on you. So I would say check with your doctor as far as any other medical concerns you have, but I would think that what a great opportunity would be to at least have a diet that doesn't require you to sweat to the oldies in order to lose weight. So, uh, and that's what the confusion people get about, you know, not supposed to, not, not supposed to exercise on his diet. Um, that's not what the protocol says. If you read the find if you read what Simeon said, it says people who shouldn't overexert themselves. And, and do extenuated, extenuating, uh, extended long periods of that exercise because they may have some uh, negative results on the scale, which is water retention for your muscles trying to heal themselves. Even say that you're not going, you're not going to lose any weight, whether you actually would gain weight, there would be actually a real weight. So um, that's a great question. I wish you guys the best of luck, Michelle, on that one, and I and I would love just love to hear the feedback on how how your husband feels getting rid of that 80 pounds with this protocol. So with that said, I'm going to stop here. I could go on. I probably have another 20 I could do, but um, I want to give you guys some time to open up the lines and, and, and speak. Uh, I got a hand up. I don't know if it's because of the audio problems before or if it was just because of whatever, but I'm just going to go go with the hands up, and if you're shy, we'll move on to the next call. So the call I'm going to be unlocking the lines for you on the air is going to be 985 area code 285 is your prefix. You're on the air. Hey bud, what's going on, man? This is uh this is Q in New Orleans, also known as Q. 
How you doing, man? Ah, oh, man, you've gotten to be my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for your question, man. I got, I got to one of your emails, so how can I help you, buddy? Yeah, perfect. Um, you were breaking up a little bit, like uh, like my major thing was, I um, kind of hit that wall. I know I'm just 10 days in, but it's just it doesn't seem like I'm getting below that at least 290 plateau just yet. So I've just kind of stonewalled right there 290. So uh, right there 290. So I'm wondering, you were saying with the state day or Apple day, I was trying to read up on it, but it it was kind of making sense, but not fully. So I was hoping maybe, especially since you brought it up, if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, a plateau is definitely considered if you have three days of the same exact weight. So now if, you, if you're losing a quarter pound here or an eighth of pound there, that's not really technically considered a plateau, and that's more of a dietary error issue, um, which means that your water intake may have changed or something, your protein level may have changed. But if you're at a plateau, which means your weight is exactly the same on the scale, then a steak day or apple day would be something you'd want to do. I think for men, the steak day is better because we have more muscle mass, we need more protein, and choosing the, pro- the steak at the end of the day, the fasting all day and having the steak, it has always worked for me, and I've always gotten major losses, anywhere between two to five pounds, mostly five pounds a shot every time I've done it. Um, so if, in fact, it is a little early for you to be plateauing 10 days out, unless you do not have a lot of weight to lose, or with, with 10 days into the game, um, that's, that's a pretty early plateau, which, which makes you want to think that are you switching up your water intake? Are you doing anything differently than you have been doing the first week? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to evaluate. Um, my water, I've been I've been getting in at least at a minimum. I know I've been getting in 2.2 liters because I have a jug that I make sure I fill it up in the beginning of the day and make sure that it's gone. And it's generally gone before 3 o'clock while I'm working. And then I still drink water constantly at home and everything else and early in the morning before I go. So the water's not the factor. Um, I remember hearing someone on the last call in uh, referring to gum. And I I was looking into the gum that I chew, and it has – it doesn't have – it has an artificial sweetener. It's xylitol. Xylitol, right? Uh, no, 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 not xylitol. Uh, the, the the other sweetener. Oh, the label's ripped off of here. It's the other sweetener. Starts with the A. Um, and I think of the name of it, but it's not xylitol. I did learn that 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 one is definitely a no no. It's the uh, it's the other one. It's usually just well, about I mean, the other. Be honest with you, man. I I chew gum like it's going out of style, especially to keep the hunger keep the hunger monster away. And as long as it's sugar-free, I've never had a problem with it. I'm talking, I've, I probably have chewed up to 100 calories of gum in one day. Just, okay. Oh, that's the thing. You know, yeah, you know, so I don't think it's the gum. I think bottom line is, is that um, you're, either, you're either hitting the plateau, and a half a gallon is probably a minimum amount of water that you want to have on this. But also, what you may want to take, 10 days into the protocol, if you're not if you're not having really good bowel movements, you could be holding up a good three to five pounds um, of how, how nice to say it, crap in yet. So I would say I, my, rec- my remedy for that, dude, is uh, take two x flax, full glass of water at night, and call me in the morning. And if, uh, and if you want you let go, let go of all that, if in fact you don't drop a couple pounds, I would definitely go into a steak day. Okay, perfect, man, perfect. 
All right. All right. I got seven minutes. Let me get somebody else here. Thanks, Q. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for the support. All right. Next next caller is 732 Erico 776. You're on the air? Owen, how you doing? Good. Who's this? This is Farouk, man. I'm actually from California. I'm just in Jersey right now. All right, Farouk. What's up, brother? How can I help you? Hey, not much, man. Um, I had a question for you. Um, A woman that's doing this diet. Uh, she becomes, she gets pregnant halfway through, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, how does, how does she go? I mean, can she, being the fact she's going to naturally be producing this, can she continue with the, with the low calorie diet? Should she, or should she just? I mean, that's definitely a medical, that's a medical question as far as, yeah. you know, that, that's a, put it this way, that the fact, yes, she has natural HCG in her system. Uh, I think personally, a lot of doctors, a lot of OBGYNs should tell pregnant mothers. By the way, you don't need to eat for three people while you're pregnant. If you just eat normal, eat while you're while you're healthy, eat healthy meals. Don't overdo it. Kind of keep your calorie count within your within your normal ranges. You'll find that mothers only gain baby weight when they're when the baby's delivered. They don't have 60, 70 pounds to lose. And this is how these Hollywood starlets have these babies, and they come out and three weeks later they're in perfect shape. Is because of the fact that they did not gain 60, 70 pounds by eating for three. So yes, if you're pregnant, you have your own natural age. You have a lot more HCG than you need in your system. If you have a moderate diet and continue your normal active lifestyle. You will, your, you know, your baby will be perfectly fine. You'll be perfectly fine, and you won't have to worry about losing 160 pounds worth of baby weight. So, um, definitely, I think it's a great subject to touch on. But ultimately, you want to talk to your OBGYN and say, "This is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts about it?" And get their feedback because everybody's different, and I definitely want don't want to get in, in the middle of somebody's, you know, healthy birth. So, but that's uh, that is information that people should at least make you make you want to go, hmm, you know. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've always kind of thought that because, I mean, like you say, I mean, you have women that, that are, I mean, are literally malnutritionists and, and they give birth to healthy babies. I never did. Yeah, that's the thing you doing what it's supposed to do, yeah. Yeah, I never saw the sense in taking on so many calories while you're pregnant just to put on all that weight. But yeah, anyway. well, a lot of people, yeah, a lot, a lot of, sometimes women have just cravings they can't really get by, or they really think in their head that they're eating for, it's kind of an excuse to let go and, and, and kind of do what they got to do. But I think if they just kind of cognitively knew that, guess what, you could actually, you know, come out, live your baby healthy and, and be back in your size four within four weeks, um, I think if they knew that ahead of time, they probably would just monitor their intake a little bit better. So that's a great question. Thanks, brother. We got four minutes. Let me get one another call here. Appreciate you, All man. Right, thank, thank you. You, you bet. Bye bye. All right, nine five one six nine four. You're on the air. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thanks for reading my um my my question over over the internet. Uh, my question was I I'm 16 days into my phase uh, three. Right. And I've had three steak days. <laughs> And yeah. what I want what I want to know is can I can you didn't you didn't ask this part I answer this part can I extend it out maybe another week? Your phase three? Yeah, because I know it's three yeah. weeks. Extend it another yeah. week. Yeah, I mean basically the minimum requirement for phase three is twenty one days just to be able to set your hypothalamus. But technically, if your weight is fluctuating, it's not set. Therefore, the goal is you want to set it. Um, so, you know, while we have three minutes left, I'm just going to tell everybody this. Anyway, everybody, because you guys gave such a great question, everybody that emailed the question today 
every one of you is going to get a copy of our entire program. I'm going to email it to everybody. Uh, oh, I will get it out you. tomorrow. But everybody's going to get the uh, ACG Body for Life uh, system, and in that is going to walk you through phase three. And just, you know, you can pretend you started like tomorrow with phase three as far as your calorie intake is concerned. Cut it back a little bit and see if your body, it actually, see if your body wants to lose weight versus gain weight. And then once you figure out what makes it lose weight, then you can actually increase your calories to, to the right amount to where you can maintain your weight. Because sometimes I don't think question, I eat enough. <laughs> Well, but are you? But you're gaining weight. You're going. You're, so it may be what you're eating. I don't know what you're eating, and we don't have. We don't have enough time to do that. But you can call me. Um, but not eating regular, enough too. I understand it will affect you in phase three. Absolutely. If you have a, if you have if you have a protein deficiency, it's called protein edema. If you're not mm-hmm. taking enough protein, your body will hold on to water weight, and you'll actually gain weight. And even and it, even though it looks like real weight on the scale, you may not be taking enough protein, so your body's actually feeling like it starved again. So it's holding on to hold, our bodies are very amazing. It's holding on to water. So why don't you give me because, a call tomorrow? Okay, because I noticed I, I lose three and a half pounds that I gain overnight with a steak day. So that's water. <laughs> exactly, but the point is, you still want to bounce. You still want to stabilize your hypothalamus. Right now, you're bouncing too far one, too far to the left, and too far to the right. So we got to right. figure out the right formula to keep you in the middle. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Give me a call tomorrow. Let's figure out exactly what that diet looks like. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. All right, we got two minutes. Bye bye. Two minutes left, and one last hand up. You're three zero one three three five. You're on the air. Oops. Hey, Colin, how you doing, brother? Who's this? Um, my name's Tony from Maryland. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Good, good, good. Real quick uh, you question. Got, you um, got sixty seconds, man. Be quick. You got sixty seconds. I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry. Real, real quick question. Real quick. Um. Do you have to have any kind of special weight scale that, that measures body fat or just a plain old scale that measures pounds and, and, and ounces? Just a plain old digital scale that measures your weight accurately. And then you can, on my weight, if you go on my, my uh, website, com, there's actually a body fat percentage calculator you can use. And really, the body mm-hmm. fat, fat, body fat calculator, I mean, calipers are obviously the best. I mean, water is actually the best. You can get yourself submerged in a tank, but. We don't have that. Then calipers, but it doesn't matter. As long as you're using the same body fat calculation source while you're on this protocol, you're still going to get the amount of body fat that you've lost while on the protocol. So just use mm-hmm. that formula, whatever. Just, just use it as a barometer. Don't worry about what it says your body fat is because they're never really accurate. But as long as you know you're starting at 20 and you end up at 12, you know that you lost, you know, uh, whatever, you know, 8%, 8%, 8% right, of body exactly. fat. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you know, digital scale, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. One one other thing, I, I'm looking at the time. When you when you go off the protocol for like the holiday, you say stop three days, but then after you do your thing with Thanksgiving or Christmas, what what do you do? To start the start the injections in the very next day? Yes, absolutely. Get right back on the get right back on protocol. You may see a stall in the weight for three or four days, but then your body will start to kick in and start to lose lose the weight again. And you can just keep going on like you just missed a couple of days. It's better than throwing the old protocol to the side and trying to restart again a month later, three months later. When you're in the zone, stick with the zone. But you got to do what you got to do on holidays. So if you got to break it for a day or two and to get back on track, that's the better choice than quitting altogether. So yeah, okay. thirteen seconds left. We're going to hang up on you, so I appreciate you guys. Everybody that emailed us today is going to get a copy of our book and our complete Fast Start Guide, the whole nine yards. So check your email in the next 24 to 48 hours. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.